Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. And good morning, Mississippi. I hope everybody's doing well this morning. Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama this morning. We're going to have a good time talking about birding. Gardening for the birds, gardening for wildlife, whatever folks want to talk about this morning. Remember, this is a caller-driven show, and you are the stars. We'd like to hear from you this morning. Behind the glass, we've got Lance Tolbert. And Lance, how are things going this morning? Do you have a weather report for us? <laughs> it's going to be a wet one today. I hate it for game day in Jackson State because it's such a big day, but, you know, you can't control Mother Nature. And, you know, we probably need a little bit of rain around here. We do indeed. And, it, you know, it's an honor to be here with you i had a chance to as i was hustling over to brandon last night to watch a little football on the sidelines uh get to tune in to <laughs> to your segment with the the madison central football team while you were in the press box and man i'm telling you uh, i didn't get to hear the whole segment uh but you're a fascinating guy and i'm, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to this so uh, you got to talk about the kites a little we, bit and bob he's <laughs> i've got it on the list i've it got it great. on the list yes sir uh, we're looking forward to a really good morning. And, you know, it is raining outside. If you can't get any gardening done, step on inside, turn on your radio. Uh, you know, that was a, a rather profound statement and, and not real well thought out. Um, if I'm asking you to turn on your radio, you can't hear me. Well, I mean, we do stream. You know, they got the stream out there. They, and, you know, pardon me, I'm, you know, I'm one of these guys trying to learn a little bit more. So if some of the, the tags don't match up on the stream with my man here, Mr. Ken, you know, we'll, we'll get that figured out in the future. But, uh, you know, you know who he is and, and his expertise is second to none. Oh, I, no, it's second to none that are just underneath me or just above me because I can tell you there's a long list of folks that are way above me. We're excited to be here this morning. If you're just tuning in, this is Ken. Hackman the Birdman filling in for Garden Mama this morning. You're on the right radio station. You just didn't get the Garden Mama. She's having a well-deserved break, and I get to come in this morning and have some fun with you folks. We're going to talk about quite a few things. We're going to mention uh, Bob Sullender's experience yesterday, as as Lance was talking about, and uh, we're going to talk about hummingbirds. I'm already starting to get phone calls from folks about the hummingbirds, and we're going to make sure that we fill you in on what's going on there. We're going to talk a little bit about the winter birds coming in, the goldfinches and the white-throated sparrows and the what everybody likes to call snowbirds, those beautiful dark-eyed juncos. We're going to cover a lot of things. Seed preferences. Did you know that this is the best time of the year? And and nobody gets this right. Well, well well-versed gardeners get it right, and that's about all. This is the best time of the year, this coming month or so, maybe a few days beyond that, to plant trees. 
so many people rush out to the nursery when those trees, uh, uh, they start to think about spring and uh, let's get everything ready for the spring. And they don't realize the best time to plant a tree is right now uh, for the next few weeks. And we're going to talk about that just a little bit. I think one of the most exciting things that has happened lately is the onset of some really unusual things being seen here in Mississippi and in neighboring states, and we'll we'll touch on that for a little bit. want everybody to remember that this is a caller-driven show, and you need to give us a call so that we can listen to what's happening in your neck of the woods. The number to call is 888-808-8637. That's 888-808-8637, and you can reach us locally at 601 601- Eight seven nine four three nine five. That's six zero nine eight seven nine four three nine five. You can always text us and send that in on the C Spire text line that eight seven nine four three nine five number, and we'll be glad to answer your questions. If you want to call in and ask a question, but you don't want to be heard on the radio, then all you have to do is send that question in, and Lance is behind the glass. He'll take care of you because he's definitely taking care of me. I'll say one thing, uh, Nelly at Garden Mama has one specific thing that she really likes. If you ask a question about a plant, you need to send a picture, you know, if you do it on text. <laughs> so if we're going to have a bird question and you go, what is this? You can make sure we have a picture. To- <laughs> actually, actually, when I'm in, one of our favorite games to play, and, and we, we literally have a name for it, is Name That Bird. And uh, folks that have questions about what they're seeing, if you do have a picture, that's great. But if you don't have a picture, give me a good description, and I'll tell you what you have in your yard. We uh, we have missed very rarely. Folks will take the name of, of the bird that I tell them I think it is, and they'll look it up on their phones real quick or Google it on their, on their computers there at home. And we have a pretty good track record there. Name that bird. Of course, if you've got a picture, that makes it really easy. So give us a call this morning. The number is 888-808-8637. Again, 888-808-8637. Uh, you can text us on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. We want to talk about what you want to talk about. This is your show, Caller Driven, as always. Do want to take a few minutes to talk about what's happening right now as far as bird movement and bird migration. The hummingbirds are starting to head out. If you're still seeing hummingbirds, consider yourself lucky. We had a sighting a couple of days ago here in the uh, the local area, right in Madison. So that was rather nice to know that they're still here for just a little bit longer. And I want to let you know that it's not going to be bad if the little ruby throats stay here. Make sure you leave up your feeder. Do not take your feeder down. Keep it through the winter. Take care of it. At least have one or two feeders up because we have had some unbelievable hummingbirds in the winter months here in Mississippi. And the reason that happens is our winters are about as mild as the mountain temperatures of the West and of actually Mexico. We get quite a few Mexican species move their way up uh, during the winter time. A number of years ago, I was camping with a number of students down on the lower Rio Grande Valley of Texas. We were birding down there. Got a phone call, and there was indeed a white-eared hummingbird, which is from Mexico. And I'd never seen one birding way down there in South Texas. 
got the call. It was a white-throated hummingbird in Gulfport, and we all jumped in. We broke camp and took off at 9 o'clock at night to drive back to Mississippi, and we got back, and I, I do have to admit, we missed the bird by about 30 minutes. Heartbreaking. We should have not stopped for gas. We should have just kept right on going, uh, but... Um, Beautiful birds are seen here in Mississippi during the wintertime. Make sure you keep those feeders up. And as always, we'd like to remind you to not use prepackaged nectars. Do not use red food coloring. A simple four-to-one mixture of water to sugar, four parts water, one part table sugar is the best thing for them. Don't use honey. Don't use other forms of sweeteners, actual table sugar, just your regular good old sugar that Grandma used to put in those pies. So make sure that you take care of your Hummers this winter. And if you do get one after, say, about November 1st, uh, give me a call. I'll be glad to answer it. They, if you want to call Mama or uh, call the station here, they can get you in touch with me, and we'll let you know what you've got Uh We'd like to know where things are. You may not want us to come out and and see the bird, but if you can, well, we do need to see it probably. Uh, but if, if we won't send hordes of birders to your yard to, uh, to see the bird, sometimes it's something special. And if folks don't mind having people drive by and not invade too much, then we get to come by and have the birding population here in the state of Mississippi get by to see the bird and experience that bird here in our own state. A lot of bird watchers keep uh, a, a, a list, life list, of birds that they've seen in various locations. In fact, I have life lists for each of the countries that I have visited, which I guess would be a world life list. I've got a life list for each of the states that I have visited, um, specifically Texas, Louisiana, Alabama and Tennessee. Um, don't have one for Arkansas, even though it's our neighbor there. Don't have one for Arkansas. We may have to work on that. And these life lists, you know, people want to add birds to it. And certainly if you'd never seen a magnificent hummingbird, which is six inches long, uh, yes, six inches long, and a gorgeous set of both green and purple uh, gorget feathers, and cap feathers that have that iridescence to them. We had one right across the state line. I wish it had been seen in Mississippi, but we had one right across the state line, like less than two miles from the state line of Mississippi and Alabama. And a lot of people went over to see that puppy a few years back. In fact, it's been quite a few years back. It was when my mom was still alive, and she left us in 2007. So I guess it was longer ago than my mind is thinking. Um Go ahead, Lance. No, I was going to, you know, just one thing is, you know, obviously your your knowledge of what gets here and, and how it gets here and where it is, how is, is that something that you would find from an association of enthusiasts as yourself? And do y'all communicate through Facebook or what is the mechanism to keep up with all this amazing information? Lance, I am so glad you asked that because I, that's something that I very rarely talk about. And I, I guess I should. Uh, we have several organizations in the state. Uh, you can can always join your local Audubon chapter. Um, the, Laud- the Audubon Society has a number of chapters in the state of Mississippi. There's one here in the Jackson area. I know there are active chapters in Meridian, Hattiesburg, uh, down on the coast. There's a rather large one. They've got one up in the Rolling Fork area, Starkville, Oxford. Uh, wherever you go in the state of Mississippi, you can find a birding group around you. 
We additionally have a statewide organization of the more serious birders, I guess you might say, and that is the Mississippi Ornithological Society. And um, I, I guess I will humbly let you know that I am the current immediate vice president, uh, immediate past president, and we have a wonderful group. I, I haven't gotten two meetings since the pandemic, and I have to admit that. Um, we're going to we're going to try to get more involved here lately. I have been just inundated with work at school. I, for those of you that don't know, in addition to teaching invertebrate zoology and vertebrate zoology, I'm also the PA announcer for nine of our sports teams. And that keeps me pretty busy, especially in the wintertime. Uh, we have we're still playing football and we've just finished volleyball so i don't have to worry about that one and then i've got boys and girls soccer and boys and girls basketball kicking off this week so it's about to become a busy time of the year and of course with all that going on saturdays we've got to get out birding and i take students out birding on the weekends and in fact we even have students from other local schools that come and join us so it's a, a good time to get out um there is also a a pair, maybe two or three Facebook pages that one can join. Uh, one of those is a Facebook page for uh, photography, birding photography here in Mississippi. One's just for bird sightings. Probably the best way to get in touch with what's going on in the state is to follow eBird. If you're not familiar with eBird, it's a citizen database and you yourself can pick up your phone, download the app. It's free and in eBird, when you go out bird watching, you simply record what you see. And as that happens, everybody else in the state will find out what has been seen in your area. It's a fantastic tool. Uh, a lot of states had what they called state rare bird alerts, where you would call a telephone line and, and find out what had been seen that week. Or, um, that was a, a rather cumbersome but very helpful way to get information about what was being seen but uh, that's pretty much been replaced by eBird and uh, of course you do need to be just a little bit tech savvy not not really badly at all I've, I've had uh, quite a few folks that we turned on to it and they really enjoy it and you will get reports of everything that's being seen all over the state of Mississippi as well as around the country depending on what lists you decide to sign up for and if you want to go bird watching in a particular area, uh, say you're going to Texas or you're going to California, you're going to Michigan, you can tie into their lists and find out everything that's going on. And it's an amazing way to keep track of what's happening in the state. And, of course, we also have the Miss Bird uh, list that is an email list that goes out and, and anything that is seen that is of great concern or great interest goes out immediately online. Uh, most people can do that straight from their cell phone out in the field these days and we will get emails immediately letting us know that uh, something really, really nice has been seen. If you're just tuning in, I want to remind everybody, this is Ken Hackman, the Birdman, and uh, I'm filling in for Nellie Neal this morning. The Garden Mama is taking a well-deserved break. Um, we always enjoy coming in and, and getting to speak with our folks out there in the state of Mississippi. I've been getting quite a few questions lately, Lance, asking when I was going to come in again. I'm here. <laughs> Glad to have you. you know, and I know Nellie was bragging on you uh, about how uh, neat of a guy you are. And like I said, I actually just accidentally got to hear you last night. So I was like, man, this is going to be fun and, you know, a little different. 
And uh, I'm a outdoor person, so I'm, I'm around ducks and birds, and you know, out in the Delta a lot more than I am in these parts. But uh, just love love being out, and I, I'm not the most knowledgeable. But I did see a, an oddity the other day, uh, leaving the camp, and and there was a duck that had gotten caught in a electrical line and fried. I'd never seen that. A duck, actually, you know, one of those types of smart birds, you think. But, man, he, he got hung up. It's typically not something as small as a duck. We quite frequently get hawks and um uh, and, and there's a reason hawk, not duck. Uh, ducks are usually lower unless they're in flight. Um, and some things like the hawks, larger birds, our herons and egrets, uh, when we do get eagles around power lines, some of those larger birds, osprey, they are often fried. And um, it's never a good thing. I'm, I'm, You know, we need electricity, and it's got to be carried around to us. Uh, they're starting to work on, there's in development, ways to try to prevent those kinds of things. Um, for a bird to get fried up in the air on the telephone lines and the electric lines that go through your community, uh, the bird has to touch two of those lines. It needs more than two to be able to trigger uh, that electronic uh, current that travels through. If you're sitting on one line, then the current doesn't go through you. It goes under you, and you're fine. Uh, a hot wire, the end of it is something that will catch people. But um, unless they're touching two of those lines at one time, they're usually okay. Um, had a beautiful, beautiful bird that I found uh, last winter. We were out doing some birding and came upon a wood stork, which is uh, not a pretty head, but the bird in flight is absolutely gorgeous. It's almost all white with some black around the wings. I want to remind everybody, this is a caller-driven show. I want you to call in and let me know what's happening in your neck of the woods. The number is 888-808-8637. And, of course, you can text us if you don't want to get on the air at 601-879-4395. Again, this is Ken Hackman filling in for the Garden Mama. Birdman's here for you all morning long. Give us a call. You're listening to the Weekend Gardening Show. gas enhance your outdoor experience this season? When it comes to outdoor grilling, there's no better source than propane. But have you thought about a beautiful outdoor fireplace and lighting fueled by propane as well? The perfect setting. Worry-free grilling with propane. A golden propane fire to sit by and soothing propane lights burning in the background. Impress yourself, friends, and family with propane. Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Son, get in the car! No, Dad, not your car! It's awful! I'm scared! <laughs> Is your old car really scary? Well, now is the time to upgrade to a brand new vehicle from Mazda of Jackson. Every car, SUV, and crossover in stock is priced to move with ghoulish deals. <laughs> Get super low 1.9% financing for 60 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-9s. Get 2.49% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. And get 2.9% financing for 36 months on the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Is your credit history scary? Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. No tricks, <laughs> just a whole lot of treats at Monster Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mustafjackson.com. With approved titles like Mustafjackson for details. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Smith & Wesson is committed to empowering Americans no matter what. With inflation hitting everywhere, we've decided to make a change. Now, you can buy a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus, our most popular concealed carry firearm, at an all-new low price, $100 off MSRP. We're absorbing the costs and passing along the savings to you so you don't have to compromise on personal security. Visit smithandwesson.com to find a Shield Plus near you. Smith & Wesson. Always expect the best. Go big and go home during Miss Skelly's big home sale. The savings are big, up to $500 off, and the selection is too. Over $32 million of in-stock inventory. Plus, with 60-month financing, there's no down payment required. Instant gratification, endless possibilities. Take your new furniture, your big savings, and your down payment and go home. Go big during the big home sale, only at Miss Skelly's. Longevity means something when you do business. And since 1871, the family atmosphere has been the cornerstone at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Stop in to shop the huge selection of Deer Camp specials to get you ready for that big buck. Are you ready to move that project to the front burner? Gaddis McLaurin has the lumber you need to make that fall project come into focus. And Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile is ready to help you get that fall garden in tip-top shape. Family is in the name at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. We'll see you soon. Right here on Weekend Gardening, 
The Garden Mama taking a well-deserved break today. Um, This is Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in. For those of you that are familiar with me being in as a guest host, I'm back. And if you're not familiar with it, we'd love to have you call in with your questions. What's going on in your neck of the woods? What kind of questions do you have about birds, birding, gardening for the birds? Um, Maybe snakes or deer getting into your things. We talk about a lot of things when I'm in. And it's, of course, a caller-driven show. I've got a couple of texts we're going to get to real quickly. Uh, But first, I want to give you the number to call in. Our number is 888-808-8637. Our C Spire text line is 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. We'd love to know what's going on in your neck of the woods. Got a couple of... uh, Really good questions over here. Lisa in Jackson uh, says, Birds have started flying into our garage in the evening and sometimes during the day and staying. Why have they started doing this and how do we prevent it short of keeping the door closed constantly? Uh, Lisa, the good news is that easy to to prevent. The bad news is you have to keep the door closed constantly. Uh, We have a lot of birds now, a little bit of cool weather starting to tip in there. Now, Carolina wrens, and that's the usual bird that we see come in. Carolina wrens come in quite frequently. They love to build their nests and to find places to roost in and around human habitation. Quite frequently get um, a number of of Carolina wrens moving into my garage and around uh, things. We we have to be very careful. Uh, The birds are in in my yard are so used to being there that uh, I think they expect to be able to come inside out of the cold or to come in and and build a nest. We have wrens that uh, get onto my back porch every year. We have wrens. We've actually had a pair fly into the house one time when the door was open. and then, of course, we do get them in the garage if we leave the garage door open. And I would recommend don't leave that bottom six inches. A lot of people like to leave the, the bottom of the garage door open about six inches. Don't do that. They're going to find their way right in that way, too. They'll look for any nook and cranny that they can. Uh, sadly, the only thing you could do is to keep that door closed. If you do find a nest in there, please, please, please remember not to mess with it. Um, number one, it is against federal law. Uh, n- number two. Two, they need a place to lay their eggs and have their babies. So thanks, Lisa, for that question. Glad that we got the chance to to deal with that one. Our next question comes to us um, from someone that wants to know, why is the mockingbird the state bird of Mississippi? Well, the short and, and rather, um, I don't know how to describe it, the, the, the the short of it is that our state legislature voted on it. Typically, these kinds of things are generated by groups of people around the state. The mockingbird does have a tremendous capability of mimicking other birds. They are members of a group called the mimic thrushes, which includes the mockingbird, the brown thrasher, the gray cat bird, and all of them are, are very interesting. I tell you, if you hear one singing, you can always tell that it's a mockingbird because of all of the different bird calls that it mimics, it repeats them three times. So you'll hear kind of a everything will be in threes. And then if you hear a brown thrasher, it'll be in twos. 
everything in twos. And then the gray cat bird, uh, he's the simple-minded fellow, and he only does in one. So he'll just start. You can start singing songs with the cat bird calls. Uh, but the mockingbird was a rather um, intelligent bird, and I think that's why it was picked. But I have to let you know that I don't think the mockingbird should be our state bird. My favorite bird to be our state bird is, of course, the Mississippi kite. And that's actually going to lead us into another little story that uh, some of you that might have been listening last night, uh, I know not everybody's a fan of the Madison Central Jaguars there in in the uh, central Mississippi area. But, uh, in fact, I think there are more people that don't like us than than do. But last night on the broadcast, Bob Sullender, who's uh, one of the folks here at Super Talk in the account department, Bob Sullender was uh, filling in. He is our our really very talented uh, radio broadcaster for Jaguar football, and and he was telling me as he got into the stadium last night, he got dive bombed. Wasn't actually him that the bird was after. Bob saw this flash of gray go by, and it was within about two or three inches of his head, and it just absolutely blew his mind. And he turned around, and there was this gorgeous gray bird. And, and he described it. He said, it scared the stew out of me, but it was gorgeous. And it was a Mississippi kite that was swooping down and grabbing one of those great big, uh, probably one of the lubber grasshoppers, possibly a Carolina locust, uh, one of those great big grasshoppers that we have here in Mississippi. Kites eat grasshoppers. They'll also eat small amphibians and reptiles, snakes, lizards, whatnot. But they love uh, catching uh Insects in flight, grasshoppers. I've seen them take dragonflies, just a number of things. They'll they'll circle around, and that's one of the few birds that we have that have really taken. Of course, I just mentioned the Carolina wren, one of the few birds that have really taken a human habitation, and they'll build nests right there in the middle of suburban uh, neighborhoods in the tall tops of the trees. They'll build their nests up there, and they don't seem to be bothered by our presence. So that's a, a wonderful bird. And the interesting thing about that, and Bob was just so fascinated, and and I I don't think that I've ever been called. And, and you know, I've been on the radio quite a few times, Lance and, and listeners, um, but I don't think I've ever been asked to do a halftime show um, and take an interview. And I was just so excited to get to be on the air last night and in a, I guess, a, a sort of a way different than I normally am. Um, Bob made me feel special. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, asking you the questions, you know, instead right? of you having to comment and commentate, it's fun. I'm sure to have, uh, you know, to do something a little different. That's what I love about radio is there's so many different things to do, and it's, it is interesting to sit on both sides of this, you know, in the booth and over there on the in charge side sometimes. Yeah. You know, that's one of the great things about being interested in nature. Everybody has something that they've experienced. We've got to go to another couple of uh, texts. But before we do that, we've got James, uh, who's near the Mississippi-Louisiana border. And, James, you're seeing a lot of migratory birds. You're on the air. Talk to us about what's going on in your neck of the woods. Um, Yes, hello. Hello. I think we have Miss Carrie um, on the yeah. line here for the hummingbirds first. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Carrie. Yes. I, uh, you're on the air. That's okay. 
I was just calling to let you know that you always talk about the hummingbirds being here after October, and I've had one all summer. His name is Vector, and he's a little black guy. And he he actually, I didn't see him for like two weeks. And my husband said yesterday, "Oh, did you see that your little hummingbird is back?" And I heard him, but I didn't see him. He said, "Yeah, he just flew by." And so I'm gonna definitely, um, you know, because I had cleaned out the feeders, I thought they were gone, and I'm gonna make him some more food. And I had three of them. So next year, should I put up more hummingbird feeders? Because it seems like all summer he was trying to scare the other ones away from his feeders. So it's okay to put up like three or four feeders? Absolutely. You can even put up as many as 10 or 20 if you'd like to. Uh, And I'll tell you a little secret about that, that bullying or that domination that takes place. If you'll cluster... For a while, folks thought it was best to separate the feeders by a wide distance and have only two or three feeders, but one in the front yard, one in the backyard, etc., so that one bird couldn't dominate them. Recently, we have determined that if you cluster those feeders, if you've got about 10 of them in, a, in around a 30-foot area, um, that one bird can't dominate all of them. Now, that's that side of the story. And, yes, please do leave the feeders up all year long. Uh, in the wintertime, you can probably cut it down to one or two feeders for sure. But, um, I, Carrie, I've got to break your heart. Is it okay if I break your heart? Um, uh, oh, yes. That, okay. that one hummingbird that you're seeing is not one hummingbird. The hummingbirds start migrating in that northern, that southern movement around the 4th of July weekend, and that's when the numbers start picking up and we start seeing a lot of them. Uh, they're only in your area between the time of, of uh, March when they come in and about <clears> – <throat> June and they're nesting and they're feeding their young and they're coming back and forth to your feeders and that's the time period that everybody always calls me and says Ken where are my hummingbirds well the reality is that they're nesting once that 4th of July weekend gets here they start staging and moving south and unless you're really along those coastal counties and maybe a county north of there the birds that are in your yard today are gone tomorrow, and you will see a different set of birds every day. Now, I have people that come back and ask me, but he sits in the same place. Well, the answer to that is that that perch is the perfect perch for a hummingbird to sit in and control a feeder. So every day, a new bird is going to find that perch because birds are creatures of habit. They're, They're needs are very simple, and every hummingbird that comes through is going to find that spot. And it, amazingly, especially especially once uh, August gets here, uh, you have a different bird in your yard every day. And, and the reason, the way we found that out, I guess I should say, is that uh, Bob Sargent, who was the absolute master of hummingbirds, um, may he rest in peace, uh, Bob Sar- Sargent would tag these birds and use light, non-toxic paint on their, on their heads so that he could tell if it was the same bird all the time. And we found, indeed, that there were different birds every single day. Doesn't that just amaze you? Wow, that is. That is. So they like the same cushiony seat that that Vector likes. Absolutely. You know, everybody fights for that same lounge chair to watch television. Same situation here, although uh, I think a lot of folks defer to whoever is that that's their favorite chair. Okay. Thanks for calling in, Carrie. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Certainly. We've got James on the line now, and maybe I've got James right this time, uh, over near Bogalusa, and you're seeing tons of migratory birds. James, talk to us. You're on the air here on Super Talk. Yeah, well, I got cut off there, but I'm used to it. I'm married. 
<laughs> now, I, uh, I, I, I'm not a real bird man. Um, I'm, uh, uh, and I should have been more uh, scientific about it and taken down dates. And uh, but in the fall, and it seems like the last four or five years, uh, there are millions of birds that go in a southwest path, and they're small, and I would say they're dark colored. And they'll flap a few times and then coast and flap a few times. I, I don't know if they're starlings or what they are, but there are just millions and they go, uh, the same route <clears throat> right over, uh, over my home. And I was just wondering what those were. If you're seeing huge numbers in big flocks, it is more likely that they are red-winged blackbirds. You don't see those red wings in flight very well, um, especially if they're flying overhead. About the only time you can see that, that red epaulet is if you're down on eye level with them or if they're flying just above eye level so that that flashes for you. Uh, but we do actually count red-winged blackbirds on our Christmas bird count every year in the hundreds of thousands. So that's well, they're, and they're up. Uh, I, 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 it's hard to estimate height, but they're up there a long way. Yes. Um, if I had to guess, maybe three or four thousand feet, um, because I can't uh, identify them very accurately, and I, I don't have a set of binoculars that I use. So, but oh. that's that's interesting. Another uh, thing that I have is uh, I have a little pond maybe about 17 acres, and it I, I, I like the ducks. So I've got pecans and uh, muscovies and a couple of uh, uh, black African geese. And and I also, uh, it's too big to be a bobcat. It's got to be about 90 or 100 pounds. The, um, we believe it's a cougar that comes and sits on the dock and waits for them, comes out at night and sits on the dock. And wait for, and it's knocking them off. I mean, my numbers are are down uh, half now, uh, and I'm wondering. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you can't shoot it. But I'm wondering what, what the remedy would be in Mississippi. Uh, well, the remedy is definitely can't shoot it. And I, I, I hate to break it to you. We haven't had a cougar or a puma sighting in Mississippi in well over uh, probably eight decades. They're just not here. Um, we get into arguments quite frequently with folks who think they've seen a black panther, which doesn't even exist. Um, except in Costa Rica, they've got the black jaguars, and in uh, uh, Asia, they've got the clouded leopard. We're going to have to touch on this topic, and we'll get back to your birds because I think you don't have red-winged blackbirds after you mention that height of three or 4,000 feet. We'll get to that. Stick around, and we'll come right back. We've got some texts on the line to answer. Remember, this is weekend gardening. The Nellie Neal is taking time off. That garden mama has decided to let me play for a little while. Ken Hackman, the Birdman, here with you. Remember to give us a call. Let us know what's going on in your neck of the woods. The number is 888-808-8637. 888-808-8637. The ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama right here on Weekend Gardening. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. 
As someone who spends a lot of time between Mississippi and New York, I can tell you firsthand how great new things can be. That's why the new auto and life insurance discount from Farm Bureau is so great. It's a new thing from the company that's been setting roots in Mississippi for over 75 years. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. What's your least favorite season? Now, if you're like me, it's cold and flu season. So get relief from it this year with Mucinex DM. With cough and chest congestion relief for 12 hours in just one dose. That's three times longer than four-hour products. Mucinex DM makes any season comeback season. Even cold and flu season. Get three times the relief in just one dose with Mucinex DM. It couldn't be simpler. Nothing lasts longer among over-the-counter cough and cold remedies. Mucinex DM provides 12 hours of relief for chest congestion and cough. Day or night. Uses direct. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. The 42nd Annual Squat and Gobble is back. Don't miss this incredible evening to help victims of human trafficking and domestic abuse right here in central Mississippi. Thursday, November 10th at 6 p.m. at the Country Club of Jackson. Featuring live music from Dr. Zar's Amazing Funk Monster, a live and silent auction, door prizes, a steak dinner, a big cash giveaway, and the prestigious Squat and Gobble Dance Contest and Turkey Calling Contest. Time out. Time out. We have a new, guest, have a new speaker, guest speaker, Sarah, Sarah Thomas, Thomas, the first, first female, female NFL, NFL official. official. Get your tickets at friendsforacause.com. There are also event and table sponsorships available at friendsforacause.com. Don't miss your chance to have fun and help rescue someone from the trap of domestic violence or human trafficking. The 42nd Annual Squat and Gobble Dance Contest and Turkey Calling Contest, starting at 6 p.m. Thursday, November 10th at the Country Club of Jackson. Get your tickets right now at friendsforacause.com. 
Good morning, Mississippi. Ken Hackman, the Birdman, back at you. This is uh, a wonderful treat for me to always get to come in when uh, Garden Mama, Nellie Neal, is away. We're going to get to several texts, and uh, some of them we already know the answers to before we even start getting to them. We're going to have a good time this morning. We were talking about uh, large flocks of birds flying up high. And uh, are you still with us there on the line? I guess not. Okay. What I think, I I really thought when he was talking about huge numbers that he was probably talking about red-winged blackbirds, uh, if he's still out there listening. I'm thinking now that we're probably looking at either uh, cormorants that are moving at night for a roosting spot, or he's seeing kettles of migratory hawks or um, moving uh, vultures, uh, which is... And I cannot believe I just said that. Um, Moving vultures. They are vultures. Um, We've got a term in Mississippi that we use all far too often, and that is buzzard. We don't actually have buzzards in Mississippi. That's a European bird. And what we do have are vultures, the turkey vulture and the black vulture. Okay, I've got a few texts here, and then we've got Lisa on the line in Brandon. And Lisa has a question about moth hummingbirds. Go ahead, Lisa. Yes, my, this is actually a question for my husband, but I've got a couple of them to ask. But my husband was wanting to know about the moth hummingbird and how common are they and are there different varieties. We normally see them around the garden. Okay, that first question is answered by telling you to flip that around. It's actually a hummingbird moth, and they are okay. moths. They they feed on the same sort of plants. We get a lot of folks that want to call in and and uh, tell us that they have a hummingbird, and especially in off months, we, we kind of suspect that it's actually a moth. They can fly and hover the same way that hummingbirds do. The best way to tell them apart is body shape if you're uh, moving, and, and their wings don't move as quickly either. It's easy to see the wings on a hummingbird moth than it is on an actual hummingbird. So that's probably the best thing to do as far as telling them apart real quick. Okay. Okay, and the other question that I had, uh, well, there's two more if you've got time. The hummingbird (laughs) feeders. Honestly, last week I saw everybody's told me they've taken theirs down. I'm just not ready yet. I haven't been seeing them for about a week, and I left them up. And bless Pat, I'm sitting on the back porch, and there comes a male hummingbird at the feeder. And I saw I posted on Facebook, please don't take your feeders down. They're still passing through. Oh, bless you. How long you. will they be passing through? Well, they'll pass through until about this first couple of weeks of November coming up, uh, not in any numbers. You may get a single right. solitary hummer come through uh, here in the next week or two. Typically, I tell folks, if you've got a hummer that starts sticking around your yard after the 1st of November, please. Get in touch with me. Uh, Give us a call here at the station. They know how to get my phone number to you. And we'll come check it out and find out exactly what you've got because what you have is special. Uh, We don't keep the ruby throats here in the wintertime. Uh, We talked about this really early on this morning. We have about 11 species of hummingbird that have been seen in the state. And 10 of those are 11 are all winter hummers, and they are hummingbird species that are absolutely gorgeous. The blue-throated hummingbirds, the the black-capped hummingbird, uh, Anna's hummingbird, Alan's hummingbird, Rufus hummingbird, just a, a tremendous variety of gorgeous birds that are seen here in Mississippi in the winter months. And they head here yeah. because uh, their summers, our winters are a lot like their summers. Most of those are, are montane birds or live up in the mountains, that is. And... 
we get to enjoy them year-round, but you can't enjoy it if you don't have that feeder up. Uh, like the movie Field of Dreams says, if you build it, they will come. Well, if you hang it, wow. uh, you might get one. I can't say they will come because they are few and far between, but you certainly can't get one if you don't have your feeder up. Now, to your friends that have feeders, please let them know that no ruby-throated hummingbird that is healthy is going to stay and freeze to death. It simply does not happen. There's a little t- clock and, and, and computer in their brain that tells them – now, it's not really a computer. You know that uh, – that tells them when it's time for them to migrate south. They're not going to stay here. Leaving your feeder up can only be beneficial in helping to provide food for a wintering hummer, and that is how to take care of that situation. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Okay, the last question. I am an avid bird watcher, bird feeder, provide bird baths, keep them clean. Excellent. Love my birds. I have got groups of doves that come year-round. I have red bird, black cap chickadee, just about you name it, I've got it. But I noticed, and I give them the best feed that I can get, a variety. And um, I've noticed the last couple of weeks I'm seeing very few at the feeder. Well, because of the way that the weather has moved this this past year, we have a plethora of seed plants that are out there producing seeds. And when there's such a, a great plenitude of, of seeds available for these birds who, you know, face it, our bird feeders are usually seed-eating birds. There's so much food for them right now that they're just not hitting the feeders as much as they would okay. normally. But as soon as this cold weather kicks in, all of that, seeds contain fat. And the birds need that. And all of that is going to be gone very quickly once the cold weather gets here. They'll be eating more, and you'll have more food available for them um, there in your yard. Uh, one way to think about it is they're a little bit safer when they're out there eating naturally rather than when they're clustered into your yard. We do have situations, and I'm glad to hear that you keep your bird bath clean. Uh, you need to do the same thing with your feeders. Uh, take them down and clean them every while. I, I yeah. I try to rotate mine when I have them up. I'll rotate feeders and and clean one while the other three are up. And every week I'll clean one and leave the other three up. Um, That's if I've got four feeders. That was just an example. I have many more than that. Uh, But that's a best way to to take care of it. And that way you'll always have clean feeders. They can catch diseases from each other. And clean feeders help to prevent that. Okay. All well, right. that is awesome. Thank you so, so much. Well, thank you for calling in, Lisa. We appreciate it. We love to hear from our callers. And you can call in, too. The number is 888-808-8637, 888-808-8637. And the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Lance, you've got something? Well, I was very impressed with your, the way you slid <laughs> plethora in there. That's a great, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time uses the uh, the word plethora. Do you? <laughs> Do you know? I mean, it, it, you don't hear it in many movies, but it's a great comedy. What movie is that? It, it, I have absolutely no idea. That's just a, a part of my piñatas del guapo, <laughs> the three amigos. So yeah, okay. Your use of it was better though. I, I, I get to learn a lot of things. I, I typically try to utilize vocabulary as much as possible in speaking to my students. They learn from context. Uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, I am a zoology instructor. I teach invertebrate and vertebrate zoology at Madison Central High School. Love to get the chance to come in and fill in for 
kindergarten mama, Nellie Neal, when she's out. And uh, it's a good time for me to be on the air with you folks. Let's get to a couple more of our questions that we had come in. I've got from Good Morning. We recently moved to Mississippi, and they're in Octibiha County from central Illinois. What type of birds can we expect to see, and what type of food should we offer to see the best variety? Well, the quick answer for food is black oil sunflower. Black oil sunflower is the number one seed to attract the greatest variety of birds that you can get. Now, here in the Deep South, that can cause some trouble since you're coming from Illinois. I don't know exactly what the population of squirrels is like in your neck of the woods, um, but squirrels love black oil sunflower as well. So the trick is to utilize safflower seed. Safflower is white. It's not black, and squirrels don't eat it. Neither do blackbirds. You save a good bit of money on seed because even though it's more expensive, you're still saving money because the squirrels and blackbirds aren't eating it. Uh, Great seed to have. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. We've got several texts to get to, and we're really excited about that. I've got to see about five or six lined up. Remember, this is a caller-driven show. We'd like for you to call us at 888-808-8637. That's 888-808-8637. 637 and as always you can text us on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395 don't do that from the car we'll look for you in just a few moments this is ken hangman the birdman right here on weekend gardening just three words tell you everything you need to know They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. It's a new day because COVID vaccines just got a big update. So all the big stuff coming up this fall, well, now you can say, you bet I'll be there. Because updated COVID vaccines protect against both the original COVID virus and Omicron. And everyone five and older can get one. So this is a moment we've all been waiting for. Find updated COVID vaccines at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi and University of Mississippi Medical Center have been locked in a dispute over reimbursement rates that has forced thousands of Mississippians to take on higher out-of-pocket costs for their health care or leave the state for specialty care. State Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney told us he's considering suing Blue Cross or restricting them from writing new policies if they're not network adequate by the end of the year. We've got to go through hearings, which will probably start that process within the next two weeks. And that's not a good Christmas present for some folks, but that you got to do that. You, you just can't let them sell policies to people thinking they're in a network and they can go to the university hospital, any other hospital, as far as that's concerned. Yep. And then find out two weeks later or two months later after they've been paying the premium and they're locked in for a year that they can't use those doctors or the health care provider. Blue Cross controls 967,000 policyholders in the state. That's one-third of the population. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. When you got everything on the line, you need a team behind you that's dedicated to getting the job done. That's why I love Farm Bureau. Their great rates are supported by a wonderful customer service team that stands by me through thick and thin. It's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Welcome to Doghouse Living. Our guest is Bob and his wife, Jenny, who started this craze. Well, you know, while digging, I hit a gas line and blew up our house. Well, Bob, I am just blown away. No pun intended, of course. Why wouldn't you just call 811? So, the takeaway, folks, to stay out of the doghouse, call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Record high inflation has wiped out a month's worth of earnings for half of American workers. Pension funds have declined in worth by 15%. And the average 401k has lost a quarter of its value because of the economic downturn, forcing many to rethink their retirement plans. Jeremy Nelson, a partner at Element Wealth, says now is a good time to take a second look at what you had in mind. I think if, if people are looking at retirement, you just need to really sit down, figure out what what are my income sources going to be, Social Security, pensions, other things. Um, you know, how much do I have? What are my expenses? And then what are my expected returns going forward? Uh, and if you map it out, you, you might actually see that you're still okay. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Nixon Williams. This last Saturday in October finds Ole Miss at Texas A&M. The Rebels are seven and one, three and one in the Southeastern Conference. The Aggies are three and four and one and three in the Southeastern Conference. Kickoff is six thirty at College Station, Texas. Four thirty is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. This afternoon, Mississippi State is off today. Other action in the conference, Arkansas is at Auburn. Florida takes on Georgia in that big clash in Jacksonville. Missouri is at South Carolina. Kentucky is at Tennessee. Big matchup in the Gulf South Conference. Delta State will be at Mississippi College this evening. At 6 o'clock is a kickoff there in their 42nd meeting between MC and Delta State. It dates back to 1935. Delta State can clinch a share of the Gulf South Conference title, their first since 2014. They come in 5-0, and 8-0 overall, and Choctaws are 3-2 and two and 4-4. Four and four. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. 
This is Ernie Johnson Jr., and those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men, the boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood, and there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it, and you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Big happenings in the capital city today as ESPN's College Game Day comes to the capital city to televise their show this morning on the campus of Jackson State University. It will be JSU's first time hosting the show and the show's first trip to an FCS campus since October 2019 when they went to South Dakota State. It will also be the first time that a historically black college hosts College Game Day on the campus. The Jackson State Tigers are undefeated in the SWAC, and they hope to stay that way. They take on the Southern University Jaguars, scheduled for a 1 o'clock kickoff this afternoon in Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. It will be televised on ESPN Plus with a replay on ESPNU later today. College game day, Jackson State versus Southern University. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, my voice has lowered. No, actually, this is Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama this morning. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 888-808-8637. That's 888-808-8637. And, of course, most of our questions this morning coming in on the C Spire hotline at 601, text line rather, 601-879-4395. Both of those numbers are free if you're texting. Um We'd love to hear from you this morning. We were talking to uh, Jason and Laurel. Actually, we were talking to somebody on the air, and I, I, she was asking about birds from Illinois. Uh, she's from Illinois and coming down here. Um, probably the things that you can expect to see are some of the things that you saw up there, the goldfinches in the wintertime, um, uh, white-throated sparrows, um, our slate-colored or dark-eyed juncos. A lot of wonderful birds come down here, white-crowned sparrows, and we love those winter birds, goldfinches for sure. Everybody loves a goldfinch. All right, we had Jason in Laurel that called in to let us know that he'd seen a bald eagle along Highway 84. Good news is they are making a recovery here in Mississippi. We're so glad to see that. I personally know where three different nests are here in the Jackson metro area, and it's so nice to see them coming back. Okay, we've got Tommy in Tumsuba who would like to ask a quail question. Go ahead, Tommy. You're on the air with the Birdman. Yeah, Ken, uh, over in East Mississippi, we've actually seen uh, several coveys of quail 
lot of young quail. Like there was a good hatch, and uh, we're also seeing a, a pretty good hatch so, and survival on our turkeys. I wondered if anybody in the rest of the state's experiencing that, or are we just kind of a fluke over here? No, you're not a fluke at all. Uh, quail Unlimited is definitely having an effect on our area. Uh, of course, they are the quail version of, of what most people know of as Ducks Unlimited. Uh, quail Unlimited has done a wonderful job of, of acquiring habitat and trying to restore habitat. Uh, additionally, I think more people are cognizant of the fact that we are having a decline in our quail populations, and they're doing more to take care of that. Um, we're seeing more quail just about everywhere in the state that you would expect to see them. In fact, this question is also on the line. Uh, one of our text listeners called in to say that they are seeing more quail. So, um, yeah, that's just something that's happening that I think is good, um, certainly good for the rest of the uh, state, and, and certainly most, most most, I wanted to get that out there, most certainly our quail population themselves. We'd love that, Bob White. Uh, and I have been hearing them more often myself. So congrats on having those. And, yes, um, I will say that that part of the state has done a better job of restoring habitat. But they are improving everywhere, those numbers are. Thanks for that. Well, they've been, they've been really scarce over here, and uh, we're just glad to start seeing a few again. Absolutely. They've been scarce everywhere. Uh, I was really, really concerned a couple of years back about the drop-in numbers and, and where we seem to be going. And that, of course, is the reason that Quail Unlimited uh, started its program. And um, a lot of bird watchers are doing what we can to improve quail habitat. So uh, leaving land fallow in the spring and early summer so that they can nest is really paramount. If if you don't give them a place to nest, uh, they are in good shape. What's that? We've uh, we've actually got a few people that are doing some active predator control over this way, and I think maybe that's had a little positive effect on it, too. It does indeed. Uh, getting rid of some of those coyotes uh, never hurt anything. All right, Tommy, thanks for the question. Appreciate your calling in this morning. I uh, do have a couple of texts to get to this morning. Uh, Jason in Laurel says, speaking of birds, he saw a bald eagle along Highway 84. Did I just do that one? Seems like I just did that one. Uh, this happens when you get to be 62 years old, folks. Um, all right, we'll go to Big Mike in Madison. And Mike says, the best way to get a bird to leave your house is to turn out all of the inside lights. That's absolutely correct, Mike. Uh, we have had birds in our house before. Uh, and I get phone calls from all over the state of Mississippi asking what to do if you get a bird in the house. And, and Mike texted in the perfect answer and that is to turn off every light in the house that you can and uh, even block off the windows i will i will darken the windows if i have a bird inside and leave nothing on nothing open except the front door or back door and let them find that light birds are going to look for the light and if you do that, they'll they'll get out on their own. They know they're trapped. They know that they uh, want to be free, and they're going to head toward that light. Uh, that'll work almost everywhere except in a high school where I teach that has windows all over the place, and they're so high. We have windows in our front uh, commons area that are so high, you can't get a bird to come down. There's no way to cover them. You can't get a bird to come down to the doors because they see those windows so high. That would give us something else to talk about if we need to later on is windows and birds. We'll try to hit that if we've got some time later on. Okay, we also have um, Bob in Itawamba. 
Oh, no, I see what that is. That's uh, Those folks are trying to get on and use that streaming video. Nancy, have I ever seen hummingbirds nest in those little hummingbird houses? No. No, and I, I didn't know there was anything called a hummingbird house. Um, to be honest with you, we sell, we see those little tiny house wren boxes for sale all over the place, and, and I think that's probably what you're talking about, is a little tiny hole for house wrens. Uh, I've seen them for sale all over the state of Mississippi, but guess what? Nobody's going to use them. Nobody can get into them, and um, they're pretty much sold for their looks because they're not good for anything else other than to hang up and look good. Okay, thanks for that, Nancy. We appreciate it. Um, we've got this was uh, the, the same person. Squirrels, that question from Illinois. Uh, yes, you do want to get rid of the squirrels. I need to let you know the best way to get that safflower to work for you. A lot of our birds will turn their noses up at it at the beginning because they don't recognize it. I mix mine with a 50 50 blend. Um, I put in 50% safflower, 50% black oil, do that for a couple of weeks or so, and slowly wean out the black oil so that it's just nothing but safflower. They'll get to it, and once you do, uh, they will love it. Okay. Um, do hummingbirds stay around the Selmer, Tennessee area through the winter? This is a caller that wants to know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we see wintering hummers as far north as New York City. And New York City, like the old uh, salsa commercial, yes, winter hummingbirds are found all over the country. Uh, I don't think I've heard of any reports from Canada, but it would not surprise me. They need food. And, and they, especially younger ones get lost, um, during those, those fall months when everybody's migrating. And you never know when something's coming up. Uh, definitely in Selmer, Tennessee, you need to leave up a feeder, keep it clean, and you need to keep it from freezing over. You're far enough north that yours might freeze over. I like to hang a, uh, one of those trouble lights that people used to hang underneath the hood of their car when they're working. Get one of those, uh, portable lights and hang that near the feeder at night so that it won't freeze. The, ambient temperature from that light bulb will keep it from freezing over at night and then you can unplug it in the morning and work that way okay that's a great question great question uh let's see what we got here moving on down katie from long beach she's had hordes of bumblebees at the feeders this year uh there is a way to get rid of them and and that is the the key answer, you're probably using a hanging uh, hummingbird feeder that has the feeding ports underneath the feeding solution. My favorite hummingbird feeders, and of course, I get mine from Wild Birds Unlimited here in Jackson. You would have to search for a source in your neck of the woods, or you could order from WBU online. Uh, there is a feeder that has the fluid under the feeding ports. The ports are on the top. It looks like a flying saucer, sort of a dish shape, and the ports are on the top, and the hummingbird has to feed down. Well, if the fluid is underneath those feeding ports, then the uh, yellow jackets, the bumblebees, all those guys that get into your feeders can't. They can't, and they're, they just give up, and they leave, and it's all for the hummingbirds. Um, hummers give up, move on to my neighbors. Yeah, that's what you need to do. 
you need to uh, get that dish type feeder and uh, again you can get that at wild birds unlimited in jackson down in your neck of the woods long beach i'd say the nearest birding store for you i believe there's a wild birds unlimited in covington louisiana that may be the direction you need to go all right thanks for that one that's a good one and here was a, a a question again we talked about this earlier um with um i believe it was jason i can't remember uh, I, i'm getting old lance it's just part of the problem here um bob white quail are making a comeback in the delta as well uh, part of that is is people having fields that are fallow uh, part of it is people actually producing area and habitat for those quail to to be able to nest that's great uh, there's the question from Big Mike, and I'm trying to keep up here. Quite a few, quite a few calls here. They're getting after you this morning. They are. Yeah, it's like a covey of quail coming in. I will, while you're looking, though, I had a funny story when I was a kid. I was out in the woods, and, and I found this woodpecker laying on the ground. And I was like, oh, man, you know, a dead woodpecker. And so I picked it up and took it home, and I probably was eight or nine years old, and, and put it back in my room and was really admiring this amazing bird and, you know, left it there. I made a little bed and a shoebox for it, you know, and I said, well, you know, I guess I'll come. I'll show my parents. And so, you know, I ended up walking up to the den and, you know, talking them into coming and seeing what I'd found. And when I came back into the room, which I had the door closed, the woodpecker was now alive and he was flying around everywhere. So I had to open the window to, you know, and push the screen out to get him out of there and learned a very valuable lesson. You know, sometimes they're just, they fall. I mean, he must have knocked himself out. I'll tell you what happens. And this is a, a problem all over the country. And it's, it's estimated that we are losing them by the tens of millions just in this manner alone. Uh, birds outside around your feeders or around your house, your windows reflect. And that reflection looks like more forest or more open area in front of them, and they will fly right into that window thinking that they are going into more habitat. Or also, if a an accipiter or Cooper's hawk, sharp-shinned hawk, one of the bird-eating hawks, flies at them and they die, they just take off, and, and they're not looking uh, very they're not looking very clearly at where they're going, but they do see that reflection and they'll fly right into it. A lot of times, not always, a lot of times they die. They'll hit their head and it'll kill them. Uh, they'll break a neck. But a lot of times I'll pick up a window strike if I find it quickly enough and keep it warm, put it in my hand and hold it for a little while. And generally within a few moments, uh, if it's going to survive, within a few moments it'll perk up. It was stunned, dazed and confused. Uh, movie reference there for you, Lance. Um, dazed and confused. And, and then it'll pick up and head on on its own. And that's always a good thing. Okay, we've got a question from Big Al again, asking if all bobwhites have the same call. The northern bobwhite does have the same call throughout its range, but you may hear partial calls, especially from younger birds. Uh, there can be some regional variation, but it's still that bobwhite, and, and you can recognize it no matter where you are in the eastern half of the United States. Not as many of them out west, but uh, uh, there are other quail out west that are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I've seen scaled quail, California quail, um, just wonderful, wonderful birds out west. But, uh, yes, the bobwhites all over the east have the same call, very similar. Okay, let's get to a few more of these texts here. Uh Oh, and this one has sound. 
Let's see what we've got here. Uh, pulling vines from Sampras. And I'm watching the video. And I don't see the bird yet. This is what we call filling dead air with watching videos, ladies and gentlemen. If they can find that bird. You know, if the, the I don't hear the sound. Lance, can you fix it so that I can hear the sound of this video that's coming through? I'll do my best. Let's see. Hold on just a I'll second. tell you what. You do that. Uh, and let me know when you're ready, and I'm going to go up to another text that we had here um, from a listener. They've seen a lot of killdeer this year. Do they migrate or stay all winter? They're here year-round. Uh, they will have some coming down. There will be more of them in the winter than, than during the summer months. Uh, but that's typical, and depending on where you are, uh, doesn't say – oh, you're in the Delta. Okay. Uh, depending on where you are, you can see boatloads of them, and the Delta is one of those places. They love getting Getting into those fields after the the harvesting and, and plowing back up are done. A lot of insects in that dirt, and they will feed on those all year long. The killdeer is actually one of our uh, songbirds in, in the plover family, and it's wonderful because they're not songbirds. I just blew that one wide open. One of our shorebirds in the in the plover family, and it's a shorebird that very rarely goes to the shore. You will see them at the beach on occasion, but we see many more of them on land for sure. Okay. Uh, thanks for that one, Big Al. We appreciate that question. Uh, I wanted to take a minute to talk about those window strikes. Uh, I'm sorry we can't get that uh, that sound on the the video that was sent in. I, I hate not to be able to answer that question for you. I'll try to work on it at break and see, but, uh, yeah, definitely having an issue with that this morning. But we'll see what we can do. Okay. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, wanted to talk about window strikes. It's always a good idea to do something to break up the reflections on those windows. Uh, a lot of people are buying bird-friendly windows now. They actually sell windows with uh, uh, little tiny spots on them that allow you to see out, but the spots help break up that, that reflection for the birds. There are also silhouettes of uh, flying um, hawks and whatnot, just small silhouette, but a a bird's not going to go toward that hawk. So if you put those little silhouettes, you can still see out, uh, but that will keep the birds from heading in that direction. Always a good idea to try to stop window strikes. A lot of our cities in the country, um, major cities like Philadelphia, New York, are finding out that they're tall skyscrapers. The windows are getting the birds during migration. Birds fly in the thousands during migration, and they will come through, and that's a real problem. Uh, Not much that can be done, but a lot of cities are starting to actually pass ordinances and everything else to prevent reflective windows on their buildings. Uh, A little bit of government interference there, but it's uh, for the betterment of the birds, and I kind of like that whole idea. All right, we're going to come back to your calls and more text messages in just a few moments. I still have a lot of things to talk about. I want to talk about red-legged honey creepers. Yep, you heard me right, red-legged honey creepers. We're going to mention that. Uh, We'll be back in just a little bit. This is Ken Hackman, the Birdman filling in for Garden Mama here on Weekend Gardening Show. Turn the radio on, turn the radio on, some eternal morning we shall meet them up on the Hallelujah Show, get in touch with God, get touch with God. Turn, the turn the radio on, turn the radio on, turn the radio on, and listen to the music in the air, turn the radio on, turn the radio on, 
Shem, glory, Shem, glory, Shem, lights down low. Turn your lights down low and listen to the Master's radio. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Here's what a family home prepared for hurricane season looks like. There's an adequate supply of propane in the tank, and it's securely anchored to the ground. The propane cylinders are stored outdoors, not in enclosed spaces. On the fridge, there are instructions for turning off the gas and other utilities in case of severe weather. How does your family's home measure up? Always listen to your local authorities during severe weather. Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Hi, Chuck Smith here from Smith Brothers Body Shop. Smith Brothers has been proudly serving the Jackson metro area since 1946. We consider you to be our friend to ensure the best experience possible. If you've chosen a body shop in the past because they were right around the corner and had a bad experience or you've been treated poorly elsewhere, come see what a difference quality service can make at Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call us at 601-353-5217. At Smith Brothers, you're more than a number. Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. Bancorp South Bank and Cadence Bank have come together to form a new, even better bank. The new Cadence is more than a merger. Together, we offer more convenience, accessibility, and simplicity through an expanded branch network, secure technology, and enhanced products and services. It's the best of both banks from the same financial services experts you know and trust. Cadence Bank, helping opportunity take shape. Visit cadencebank.com slash the new Cadence. Member FDIC. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Having any electrical problems? LaValley Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. LaValley Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. LaValley Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969. Or online at lavalleyservices.com. That's lavalleyservices.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? 
Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. And good morning again, Mississippi. Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama. If you're just tuning in, you're on the right station. Garden Mama getting a well-deserved break or or speaking at some conference somewhere. I never know exactly where she is, uh, but callers are always concerned when I'm here, some of her regulars, that she's ill. And that's not the case. She's doing fine. She's probably out with a speaking engagement or just taking a well-needed break. But we're here to talk about gardening, gardening for the birds, gardening for wildlife. Any questions that you may have about birds or, uh, you know, sometimes we get into discussions about snakes and uh, bats and everything else. So whatever you'd like to talk about, give us a call at 888-808-8637. That number again is 888-808-8637. You can text us on our C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. And we're going to get back here. I wanted to talk a little bit about what was going on. Well, we've got a couple of texts here that are just absolutely wonderful. First one is there were a lot of woodcocks and snipe around last year, and our listener up north wants to know if they moved in because of the weather or are their numbers growing. Um, in all honesty, I'm going to have to go back and look and see what the weather patterns were in your area to be able to answer that question completely. But uh, the colder it is, the more snipes we seem to have come in. Um, that's the... Um, Wonderful bird. And, and, you know, a lot of folks out there don't realize that a snipe is a real bird. It's that thing you take out in the woods and and catch people with uh, taking them up the trail and using a flashlight, leaving them out in the middle of the woods. But there really are snipe. Beautiful, beautiful bird. Uh, Long bill. Great, great bird. Uh, Woodcocks. And I love the nickname for woodcocks. If you're not familiar with the woodcock, it's a another one of the shorebirds, as is the snipe. But the woodcock has something unusual. It, it stays on land, and it lives in the woods. I love their nickname. They're called timber doodles uh, because of the way they fly, where they live. During the mating ritual, they do this spiral thing that is absolutely wonderful. And if you haven't seen it, you need to find a place, find a birder that knows a, a spot where the woodcocks carry on their mating displays every year and watch that timber doodle doodle it's uh something else indeed honestly don't know about the rain patterns up in the delta i'll try to see what i can do about finding out uh if weather is is uh, very rainy last year i don't know if lance can do that on the computer in a quick manner or not um but i will get back to you lance will get your number here and i will get back to you if i can find the answer about the weather um it's usually weather-related or rain-related. Well, rain is weather, isn't it? It's usually rain-related or temperature-related. Um, we'll check on that and see what things look like there. 
I'll say one thing about the Delta the last two years. It was significantly damp or wet versus where we are at this point this year. I've, I've had enough, um, you know, I, I, usually out in the bayous of the Delta a good bit. And, uh, I mean, I'm bone dry right now in places that are usually four, three, four, five feet deep. And so all your button willows are exposed mm-hmm. and the birds are just loving, you know, whatever the seeds that are dropping because they're, they're everywhere right now. Yeah, I, I just realized when you said that that we did have that massive flooding up there in the Delta uh, in the last year or so. So uh, perhaps that is the answer for you there. Um, always uh, interesting to see the relationships between bird movement, bird location, presence, site fidelity, and what's happening in Mother Nature. And uh, you may have hit the nail on the head with that comment about the uh, the weather. It's probably related somewhat to the presence of water. Snipes love to be around water. And usually when we're out birding in, in the wintertime, we look for snipes specifically anytime we see uh, water just on the ground, you know, like a couple of three inches of water laying on a, on a wet area on the ground. Uh, we always head over there and look for snipe. They'll flush quickly. And you can see them easily with that long, beautiful bill that they and the woodcock both have. Well, thanks for that question. I enjoyed that one. We've got Laura from Flora that wants to know, uh, would hanging copper things, and she's got some beautiful little hanging, um, I guess you'd call them strips of either metal or glass, uh, and they're colored. They're, they're really quite beautiful as I'm sitting here and looking at the photo. Would hanging things like that from the windows help deter birds? Yes, if they will cover the entire window. Um, if they're hanging just a few inches down, it's not going to do a whole lot to stop that image from the bottom of the window looking like uh, a reflection of open trees and open area behind them. You know those fathead things that kids put on their wall that has their favorite football player and it's just an adhesive? Yeah. You think that somebody smart would come up with like a cat? That you can just you know, <laughs> stick on windows and, and with the teeth out, and that, you know, maybe that would deter. They, they don't have cats, to my knowledge, but they do have uh, hawks and owls and and some other things that are uh, just a couple, just a few inches long. They're not going to they're not going to ruin your view of the backyard or whatever you're looking over. A good friend of mine has an area she calls Pondlandia, um, which is the area outside the pond in her backyard. And Pondlandia is where she sees all of her birds. It's a wonderful place. But, Laura, I would think if those hang down far enough and are moving on a regular basis that, yes, that would keep the birds from flying in that direction. Uh, but I hope they're hanging down far enough over the reflection to to make a difference. That's a great product. I haven't seen those before. I'm assuming it's just something decorative that you picked up somewhere. Uh, I'd love to know where you got those. If you'll shoot another text in and, and let Lance know, uh, that would be great. And good to hear from you. I promised I'd get back to some of these things. I wanted to talk about red-legged honey creepers. A lot of times we'll see something just unbelievable in the state of Mississippi or in neighboring states. And we have what's called a bird records committee. Now, all those guys, Lance earlier mentioned that I was the expert. Those guys blow me out of the water. Uh, the bird records committee for the state of Mississippi, most of them are from up north. I think a couple of them are from the southern part of the state, uh, but the the majority of them are up in the Oxford-Starkville area, uh, just unbelievable birders. Um, 
I would name names, but I don't have permission to give their names at this point. So I'll ask them uh, sometime, and, and we can mention it in the future. But uh, they actually have to review every sighting to determine whether that bird is a countable bird, uh, something that birders can can put on their life list, and whether or not the bird was a legitimate sighting of a very rare or unusual species coming in from out of the area. Just across the state line, one of my favorite places to go birding, especially in the springtime, is an island in Louisiana called Grand Isle. And Grand Isle is a phenomenal place. Most fishermen know it because they like to go fishing out of Grand Isle. Uh, Grand Isle, Louisiana, has some wonderful birding. And we got the reports probably two weeks ago that there was a pair of red-legged honey creepers. Now, I'm sure most of you don't even know what a red-legged honeycreeper is. If you will look it up online uh, and check out an image of red-legged honeycreepers, y'all, this bird is gorgeous. I'm talking neon blue, uh, some contrasting black in there, but just a bright neon blue on the male with bright, bright red legs. And they are phenomenal. They're actually members of the tanager family, although their beaks don't look anything like the tanagers that we have up here. Uh, beautiful, beautiful birds. We had a report of two of them in Grand Isle. Well, a lot of times when we see something that colorful and that unusual, it's pretty much going to be an escaped bird from somebody's uh, bird cage or um, in their house that, that accidentally got out. And what we found after listening was that a couple of days later, somebody spotted some in Florida. And then just another day or two later, somebody spotted some in Texas. And then we came to the realization, hey, these birds probably were blown in by Ian. And when hurricanes come through, hurricanes are, I, I know, they're bad events. And I lived in Biloxi when Hurricane Camille came through. I remember how bad hurricanes are. Um, one of the things that that we look at is how wonderful it is to be somewhere when the hurricane comes through. A lot of us, if one is hitting anywhere on the Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama coast, we'll head to the reservoirs in our area. Uh, some folks head to Sardis or Grenada. Um, I head to the Ross Barnett Reservoir, and we look up and keep our eyes open. You can see seabirds that you would never see over land. And they'll be blown in, and the first thing they do, of course, is look for water. And we've seen some pretty amazing seabirds, things like uh, black noddies, uh, bridled terns. I don't think we've had a black noddy. Um, I was just thinking about seabirds. Bridled terns we've had, sooty terns, uh, magnificent frigate birds. It's just some really, really great birds have blown in uh, with those hurricanes. So we see those. And that's always a special treat. But these red-legged honeybirds um, – Really, really exciting, uh, red-legged honey eaters. Really, really exciting to get to look at. And I've been planning to get down there to see those things. And all of a sudden, I haven't heard of any reports in the last couple of days. So going to keep my eyes open. And if I can get a day off, and, and that doesn't happen very often, but if I can get a day off, I'm planning on heading to Grand Isle, Louisiana, to see that gorgeous bird. Y'all look it up online, the red-legged honey creeper. Lance, you got something? I was going to ask you, what would be the most common color? For the red-legged honey creeper that you would see in this area, as, as you said, looking, they're an amazingly beautiful and vibrant colored bird. Is well, it going to be the purple or that you're going to see mostly in this part? Uh, well, you'll see the blue on, on the male. Uh, you're not going to see them 
regularly. Uh, unless you're a birder and you get the word that sums out there, uh, you can go see it. Um, somebody that's a backyard birder and loves to watch the birds coming into their yard, they'll never see one of these. Uh, it's something that you will actually have to go out and look for. Um, and of course, that's easily done because birders, a lot of birders will spend every weekend birding the same areas and, and some of them that are retired bird every single day. And I'm not ready to retire. I plan on teaching for a while yet. Uh, this is only my fourth 40th year. You're and young I've got, in the profession then. <laughs> absolutely. i got plenty of time left. But um, want I do look forward to the time when I can go bird watching every day. Uh, we've got a couple of questions here. Uh, first, what is the bird that will sit in a fence row or line and dart out and then fly back on land to do it over again? Uh, okay, white on its wings and tail. Well, if it hadn't said wings, I would have had the answer for you. Uh, we do have a dark-colored bird in our area in the in the warmer months. I, I won't say summer. It's here spring, summer, and fall. Um, and I'm trying to remember if I see a lot of them during the winter months. I think I have seen one or two, but they don't normally stick around in the wintertime. And that's the eastern kingbird. And kingbirds will do that and carry out that behavior. And they are black with a, a white terminal tail band. Uh, beautiful bird. They love to nest in, in our trees around here. They, there's a pair that have nested in a pine tree uh, in my yard for a long time. Oh, actually, the pine tree is on the border of my yard and my, my neighbor across the street's yard. And I own a little bit of the land on the other side of the drive. And it's right on the border. So I don't know whether it's his yard or, or my yard exactly where the – but the bird is always nesting on my side of the road. So I get to count it as a yard bird. We talked about counting earlier. And that's a yard bird in my yard. Always love that. Uh, that's probably your your friend. Now, in the winter months, we get the uh, – the eastern Phoebes in, and of course, those of you that are that are living further north, you probably have them year round. Uh, the eastern Phoebe is a wonderful bird. They will also grow, uh, lay their. Boy, I'm tongue tied this morning. Uh, I'll chalk it up to being tired. That's that fair taffy I got you jacked up on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that fair taffy is good. I, I always look forward to the taffy at from the fair every year um they love to build their nest in and around houses and bridge culverts and things of that sort so uh the eastern phoebe is a wonderful wonderful bird thanks for that one here's a a text that comes in saying they buy cheap or old cat calendars and take the pictures to my windows <laughs> hey there you go that sounds like an excellent answer um <laughs> I've never heard of anybody doing that. I love the creativity there. That is absolutely wonderful. Okay, thanks for that one. Uh, Big Mike in Madison wants to know if birds feed in birds inside the school eat the cafeteria food. Uh, Mike, that's a good question. No, they don't. Uh, they typically stay out in that commons area when they accidentally come in through the doors. And, and we're actually we've done something to stop that. We now have sort of an entryway, so there's two pairs of doors to get into the building, uh, and I. Don't think we've had a bird in the building since then, uh, which is really good because uh, if they get stuck in there, they, they can't can't do a whole lot about it. Um, no, no cafeteria food for them. Uh, they never even know how to get back to the cafeteria. That's uh, that's funny, though. I, I appreciate that one, Big Mike. The, the, the choices at cafeteria food today is much more gourmet than the era that you and I probably uh – you know, had to go through, uh, it, you know, the square pizza day and taco day was, uh, you look forward to that all week. So, um, the birds probably get a little bit more options now, even if they do get back there. 
Okay. Um, I know we've got a, a break coming up here. I got somebody that called in and said, never knew there were pheasants in Mississippi, but here he is. Uh, the picture that you have is a picture of a house finch, um, possibly a purple finch. I can't see enough of the breast to know for sure. Uh, that is a finch instead of a pheasant. But we do have, on rare occasions, pheasant spotted in Mississippi, and that goes back quite a few years. We'll hit that question when we come back. You're listening to Weekend Garden. This is Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama. We'll see you in just a few minutes here. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson Jr., and those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men, the boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood, and there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it, and you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. We respond to God's forgiving love for us by reflecting that love to the people God puts around us. Hear Dr. Michael Ziegler's message, Give Your Brother a Call, this week on The Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Supertalk 97.3. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label bridge builders it's a new day because covid vaccines just got a big update so all the big stuff coming up this fall well now you can say you bet i'll be there because updated covid vaccines protect against both the original covid virus and omicron and everyone five and older can get one so this is a moment we've all been waiting for find updated covid vaccines at vaccines.gov we can do this Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Son, get in the car! No, Dad, not your car! It's awful! I'm scared! 
Jackson's car really scary? Well, now is the time to upgrade to a brand new vehicle from Mazda of Jackson. Every car, SUV, and crossover in stock is priced to move with ghoulish deals. <laughs> Get super low 1.9% financing for 60 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. Get 2.49% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. And get 2.9% financing for 36 months on the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Is your credit history scary? Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. No tricks, <laughs> just a whole lot of treats at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With a prepared like Honda CEO for details. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Now wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. This sounds like a little bit of Jamaica, man. Love it. Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama this morning. We're back right here on Weekend Gardening. Got some really good texts coming in and wanted to let you know uh, this beautiful bird that was sent in is a picture of a house finch uh, for Richard and Gail. And I'm so glad that it came back and, and was able to, to move off. Um, we do have quite a few house finches in, in the state. Uh, their numbers are increasing. Actually, nationwide, they're starting to decrease around some of the feeders. There's a lot of research being done to try to figure that one out. But, uh, yes, wonderful little bird. And thank heavens, after hitting your window, he was able to to uh, gather his senses, so to speak, and, and make it through. Uh, I have seen pheasants in Mississippi and in um, uh, Alabama. I had to stop and think for a little while. Between Mobile and, and Dauphin Island, probably about 10 years ago was the last time I've seen a pheasant in Mississippi. And the story there goes, they're not here. They're not native. Uh, of course, the pheasants in the U.S. were imported from Europe. Uh, but the the pheasant that I saw was probably, and, and not a guarantee, probably one of the last of a population of pheasants that was released into the Mississippi coastal area uh, in 1969 when Hurricane Camille hit. I had a next-door neighbor, my grandfather rather, lived out on the Chuticabuff River, and his his uh, job, the next-door neighbor, was to provide quail and pheasants to the restaurant industry. And he had tens of thousands. I, I, I was so young then. I was, I was only nine years old. Um, I'm thinking he had something like a hundred thousand quail, somewhere between fifty and a hundred thousand quail. I know that. Um, and he had probably ten or twenty thousand pheasants. And when the, when the hurricane hit, his cages were broken open and those, those unbelievable numbers of both quail and pheasants got loose. And I would imagine that they were probably able to successfully breed for a while, but eventually those pheasant populations down there on the coast just dropped off to uh, little to nothing. And I would be really surprised if you ever found one down there again. 
Okay. Wow. This, this is probably Laura giving us the information. Uh, if you can get that down for me, uh, Lance, that's the information for those reflective rods that she had bought. I want to look into that a little bit closer and, and see what I can do about adding to my knowledge. Um, yeah, Amazon has got an amazing array of these things, and they're not very expensive. So, uh, you know, in the way they're lined up, it says um, fly sticky tapes and all that. But yeah. uh, that's not actually what they are, I don't think. They look more like, you were saying, for bird deterrents. Uh, that may be for anything. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll Just get that uh, website for me, yes, and I will look that up later. Okay, Dot in Bolton wants to know how to clean out her feeders. She's always just used water because she's scared of the danger of chemicals. Dot, what I use is about a 10% bleach solution. 90% water, 10% chlorine bleach. Scrub it out really, really well, and then afterward, make sure that you rinse it off really well with just plain water. Uh, the chlorine will eventually evaporate after a period of time, typically 24 hours, and you're good. So that's why some people rotate their feeders. They'll clean it out with that that weak bleach solution and then let it sit for a while before they put it back out for the birds. Uh, But that's a great question. Thanks for for calling that in. Uh, Here's a listener that wants to know if metal art numbers have risen. There used to be a plethora of them. There we go. There's our word. Congrats. There used to be a plethora of them, but now not so much. Well, again, like the quail, habitat uh, loss is the problem there. Um, I have for years listened to the to the meadowlarks behind my house. There's a huge pasture that used to be a horse pasture. I can't tell, tell you how many dozens and dozens of acres it, it may be, um, but it was huge. And I could always count on the the song of the meadowlarks, and I'm not hearing them anymore. There have now been five houses built back there. Uh, They're working on the fifth right now. There have been five houses built back there, and the pasture is no longer pasture. It's well-manicured turf for lawns. And that, of course, is not the kind of habitat that meadowlarks need for nesting. Now, they'll feed in a, in a yard. Uh, I see meadowlarks in people's yards frequently, but they're not going to nest there. It's not really a good place for them. Uh, we've got another one from Big Isle here. He's assuming when temperatures get down below freezing, you've got to bring the hummingbird feeder in the house. No, no, no. You can, but just putting it back out is, is best. I will leave mine out and hang a trouble light beside it or a source of heat, some sort of light outside. Put the feeder near a light that you've got on the corner of the house in the backyard or something. And, yes, they will come back. Uh, if you take it in at night and then just put it back out the next morning, they'll take it back. They don't feed at night anyway. Um, just get it out early that next morning. When they see it's gone, will they come back in a few days? Uh, they'll come back. If they're in the area, they'll come back if they don't leave the area. It's always good to have it out there. Uh, yes, heard a bird sounded like a Bob White. Probably was a Bob White. Um, they are, they're still around and their numbers are, um, Quite good. Richard is texting in again, saying that he sees the pheasant um, in his stretch of road. Uh, Richard, that's the picture that you sent is not a pheasant. That's a house finch. Um, I don't think there are any pheasants left in our neck of the woods. Uh, so that is a house finch, and uh, the chances of it being a pheasant are probably slim to none. 
based on the picture I'm looking at, the picture is of a house finish. We've got a text from Andrea in Madison, and Andrea took pictures of 22 different birds during the last ice storm. We thought this fox sparrow was unique. How often are these around? Well, I'll tell you the answer to that one, Andrea, is that when one is seen, it is reported. Uh, we make sure to get the word about fox sparrows out. Some years we have more than others. Uh, I love a fox sparrow. A little bit larger than most of the other sparrows has that rufous color to it. There is some variation in their coloring. Uh, some of them will be a bright red. Some of them will be just barely more than a than the color of most of the sparrows and and will look just a little bit brownish rufous. So uh, that's a great bird. Uh, Congrats on having that in your yard. Um, and that's a great thing to do is to take pictures of birds. I myself do a lot of bird photography. Um, and I, I've been fortunate in that with what I do as a teacher teaching zoology. Uh, most of the listeners that, that know me know that I teach zoology at Madison Central High School. As a teacher, I utilize a lot of my photography, not just of birds, but reptiles, amphibians. Uh, don't have too many fish pictures because I don't have any underwater gear. Uh, but the all of the vertebrates that I am able to take pictures of. I do. And we use those in in class. Um, I love for students to get to experience things visually. It's not just all about hearing things from a teacher. Teachers these days have to be very flexible in what they give to students. You need to be able to reach everybody in whatever area of learning they learn best. And that's the direction that I take in the classroom. Thanks for that, Andrea. That's wonderful. Uh, Take all the pictures you want. And a lot of people actually keep, we were talking Talking about listing earlier, people keeping life lists and in the ABA area, the American Birding Association area, people keeping life lists for various states, life lists for a county, life list for the yard. I've got a yard list that I keep. Um, there is even – and I can't say the whole thing on the air here. There is even a small group of birders that, that have a um, an off-color funny list of all of the birds they see defecating. And they'll keep a list of those birds, and they call it their blank list. And and I'm sure most of the listeners out there have heard of something being on somebody's blank list. So there's that. Um, I don't personally keep a blank list. Fill in the blank on your own. It does rhyme with pit, grit, and mitt. Okay? I'll tell you what, this has been a wonderful morning. Uh, oh, we got one more real quick. What's the best bird to have around that would feed on small flying insects? Uh, probably Phoebes and Kingbirds. I have really enjoyed it this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Always a pleasure to come in and fill in for Garden Mama. This is Ken Hackman, the Birdman, and you've been listening to Weekend Gardening. Communication. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. Mississippi is my home. I've been all over the state and seen just about all there is to see. As a native, joining Farm Bureau was a no-brainer. They're there when I need them, with competitive rates and exceptional customer service. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Hey guys, it's football season again, and the College Corner is back to get you geared up for game day. We have significantly increased our inventory, so there's even more to choose from. Still waiting in lines and fighting the big crowds in Starkville and Oxford? Come by, and our staff will have you in and out and on your way. Want to score a touchdown at your next tailgate or homegate party? Then look for us online at collegecornerstore.com or come see us at our Ridgeland store and in Flowood. The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. 